On this week's episode, 1086-108 podcast, man, we are going to talk about the Riverside prostitute killer, also known as William Suff, right here on the 1086-108 podcast. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the 1086 108 Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Lee Alexander. And I'm Matt Taylor. And we're going to continue the theme that we started in our opening episode uh, where we talked about we're going to spend some time this season talking about lesser-known serial killers. Mm. So uh, last episode, we talked about uh, Jerry Brudos. Mm. And uh, so this week, we're going to talk about a guy named uh, William Suff. Hmm. And uh, he was also known as the Riverside Prostitute Killer. All right, everybody out there, can you guess who or what type of people he focused on as his victims? Hmm. Women? Uh, prostitutes? Oh, there you go. Look at the man. I don't know how you figured hookers. that one out. Hookers. Let's Hook. go get the hookers. Let's get the hookers. <laughs> All right. But uh, so anyhow. William Suff started his uh, career in killing back in 1974. Um, he was convicted of uh, him and his wife, actually. Uh, both were convicted of uh, beating their two-month-old daughter to death. Um, but later on, his wife, Terrell? Yeah, Terrell. Um, her charges were actually reversed, and um, they had a finding of when it was appealed, it was found that... Uh, there's insufficient evidence to convict her um, of either the primary actor or the principal in the, the murder of their baby. Mm -hmm. However, uh, Suff was sentenced to 70 years in a Texas prison. Wow. But, but he only he only did 10. <laughs> 10. Was this Texas or Florida? I guess that good behavior got him 60 years <laughs> off. I guess. Holy I, shit. I guess being, you know, jolly gets you... You know, out of your sentence. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm still having a hard time thinking, you know, he only got 70 years for beating to death an infant. A, an infant. <laughs> that that blows my mind. Um, and, and back in the 70s, on top of it, I would think. Uh, it would have been more strict. Yeah. But they would have fried his ass. You would have th thought that, um, especially it being in Texas. But yeah, and then on top of it, an infant. The judicial system kind of failed at that point. It seems like I don't know the the specific details of how he got out after only serving ten years. Mm -hmm. Now, Suff was not a nice guy. Um, in fact, he had uh, a he he had a minimum of twelve murder victims mm -hmm. and an attempted murder victim. Mm -hmm. But he had, I don't know, eight or nine others that were attributed to him that he was never convicted of. Correct. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to approach this from kind of a chronological way that uh, he approached his victims. Um, and we're going to start with his first victim, Rhonda Jetmore. Yeah, Tell us about her. So Rhonda was a 27-year-old prostitute. Uh, she had entered into a sexual transaction with Suff, uh, and they agreed to go to a 
room. Mm -hmm. And at that point, he starts choking her. They get into a fight. She strikes him with a flashlight, apparently. Good for her. Prostitutes and flashlights. (laughs) Weapon of choice? Yeah. I don't know. Um, So she was able to strike him with a flashlight. She breaks free, tries to run for the door. She gets to the door. He tackles her, starts choking her and beating her up. But he loses his glasses. So she shines the light on his glasses. He gets up to get his glasses. She bells out the door uh, to and flags down a car. And mm-hmm. just so happens she knows this guy. So he starts shooting at stuff. All right. Good for him. But the ultimate goal was escape, and she was successful. Okay. So she survived. Right. So his first attempt at uh, killing, a killing somebody didn't work out too well for him. Right. His next victim was uh, Kimberly Little. Um, This happened back in June of 1989. She was 28 years old, and she was found strangled to death. Um, Her body was found on the side of the road uh, near Lake Elsinore. Um, That happens to also be one of his name uh, coined by the media, I guess, is the Lake Elsinore killer. Mm -hmm. Um, When her body went for autopsy, it was found she'd been hit in the head. She had cigarette burns on her body. And uh, all her injuries occurred prior to death. Um, she, when her body was found, she was covered in a blue bath towel, um, which was found to have red, white, and blue fibers on it, which uh, later would match to a sleeping bag in Seth's van. So that's how they made the linkage in her case um, and was able to identify Seth as her killer. Who was next? Christina Lale. I think I'm saying that lame right. Mm-hmm. She was a 23-year-old uh, prostitute, and on December 13, 1989, her body was found. She had been strangled and stabbed to death. Um, and this is when he starts getting weird and shit. Mm-hmm. All right, so the autopsy revealed marks around her uh, wrist and ankles, indicating that she was bound. There were scratch marks on her face. She had a black eye, uh, multiple stab wounds to her chest, and at least two knife wounds on her genitalia, Mm -hmm. Uh, one of them being her nipple, which was partially removed. And then the weird shit was a light bulb was found in her uterus and and subsequently recovered intact. Intact? Intact. So he didn't break the light bulb. Now, I don't, we, again, we don't know what size light bulb it is, but if it's your standard lamp light bulb, wow, that's all I got. That's that. He's definitely so far. He's showing some weird preferences. Again, this guy's fucked up. Yeah. So next was uh, Darla Jean Ferguson. Um, her death occurred back in January of 1990. She was also 23 years old. Um, she was found strangled in Riverside, um, not far from where Kimberly Little was located. Um, her legs had been propped up and trash bags had been pulled over the top half of her body and tied at the waist with a rope. Um, Her wrists were found bound, and she suffered blunt force trauma before death. So she was beaten. She was tied up uh, and apparently posed um, with her legs propped up, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, that's he's he's all over the place. Right. You know, he doesn't have any real solid tells at this point. Right. He's kind of like. Pretty out there. So the next person is going to be a Carol Miller. 
She was 35 years old, and her body was found on February 9th, 1990. Uh, she was found nude with the exception of a shirt that had been pulled over her head. And this occurred in a grapefruit orchard. Okay. Um, it appears um, from the autopsy she was strangled while being smothered, but there was no real trauma to her neck. She had been stabbed at least five times in the chest. And the weird part was next to her body was a peeled and eaten grapefruit. So. I guess he worked up an appetite. I guess. And and, and he then he ate the grapefruit after he killed her. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not getting this guy. Like you said, man, he's all over the map. Yeah. Next was Cheryl Coker. Um, she was 33. Again, her body was also found at Riverside, uh, partially inside a dumpster. She'd been strangled, um, maybe with a wire, uh, but with such force that it actually cut the skin around her neck. Um, this was back in November of 1990. Uh, her right breast had been severed post-mortem. So this is the first post-mortem activity uh, that they've documented because everything else was occurring prior to death. So, and uh, she was also found on the side of a dirt road. Mm -hmm. So that's a kind of common thing so far as on the roadside. And they found a shoe print matching the size, shape, and pattern uh, of Suff. Uh, so that must be the linkage that they used in her case to connect him uh, to her death. Okay. Now the, the next one's going to be a Susan Sternfeld. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, she was 27 years old, and she was found deceased on December 21st, 1990. There's really not much about this one other than uh, she was found strangled, nude, and intentionally posed near a dumpster in Riverside. So now that's the second one that he's posed mm -hmm. with the other one with the legs propped up. Right. So now at least he's starting to get some consistency in what he's doing. Uh, next we got Kathleen Leslie Milne. Um, she, uh, was also known as Kathy Puggett. She was 42. Um, this happened back in January of 1991. Um, like some of the others, she was found nude, um, lying on a red robe. Uh, she was near a trash pile north of Lake Elsinore, um, which was, again, if we remember from some of the earlier ones, that was a location where one of the other bodies had been found. A white sock had been stuffed in the back of her throat. And her death was ruled asphyxiation um, combined with strangulation. So now in this case, there's no indication of blunt force trauma. Hmm. So that's kind of a, a, a little segue that he's taken there as well. Right. So the next victim was going to be uh, Sherry Latham. She was 37 years old. Her body was found on ja excuse me, July 4th. 1991, uh, she was found nude face down in the lake. Uh, her cause of death was determined to be strangulation. However, due to decomp, uh, no determination could be made as to the method. Hmm. So they couldn't determine how she was strangled. Right. But uh, again, we're back to strangulation uh, and no apparent signs of blunt force trauma. So, hmm, interesting. Next, we got uh, Kelly Marie Hammond. Uh, she was 27. Uh, like many of the others, she was found uh, strangled in an alley in Corona. Uh, this happened back in August of 1991. 
Um, she was nude. Uh, and again, like some of the others, appeared to be posed. Mm-hmm. Her right arm was bent and tucked under her abdomen. Her left arm was bent with her hand on the ground and palm facing upward. Her left leg was drawn to her chest and her right leg was extended outward. She had two lacerations which occurred prior to death on her forehead. Her autopsy revealed her death to be caused by strangulation with acute opiate intoxication, a possible contributing factor. So she was basically stoned when he killed her. Wow. But again, we're we're seeing starting to see a consistent consistency with the the posing of the bodies. So that can help with the linkage there. Right. And it, and still he continues. The uh, the next victim was Catherine McDonald. She was 30 years old. She was found on September 13, 1991. Uh, she was the only black victim um, attributed to Suff. Um, her body was found in Lake Elsinore. Her body was also posed. Her legs um, were apparently spread apart, but her feet were together. Her arms were outstretched uh, to the top of her head, and she had um, – they found out – let me rephrase that. She found out that she was four months pregnant at the time. Oh. Uh, however, before she died, she was stabbed. Uh, at least three times in the chest. She also had a gaping cut to the left side of her neck. Her right breast was removed post-mortem. Mm. Uh, she also uh, sustained multiple lacerations to her genitalia, um, some before and some after death. So she had to go through mm-hmm. that torture. Her official cause of death was multiple stab wounds to the neck as well as compression. Uh, now, they found shoe prints with the same pattern as the other murders, and uh, they were near her body. So now they've got shoe prints in, what, at least three of them mm-hmm. that match? Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got uh, that in the pattern of posing the bodies. That seems so far to be the most biggest indication that it's this guy so far. Our next victim is going to be uh, Delilah Zamora. Um, Her body was found on October 30th, 1991. She was 35 years old, and like many of the others, she was strangled. Um, She had some fingernail injuries, um, like she had been trying to claw at a ligature. Uh, So, again, that helps to indicate the, the strangulation method. Um, her larynx was crushed and broken down the middle, uh, which would require a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. So he was pretty brutal to her and uh, taking her out. Hmm. That's crazy. So it goes on. Eleanor Casares, I think I'm saying that right, uh, who was a 39-year-old woman, was found December 23, 1991. She was found in an orange grove near the intersection of Jefferson Street and Victoria Avenue in Riverside. She had been stabbed in the chest and strangled, and both of her breasts removed post-mortem. Okay, so now we've got... Trophies. He's collecting trophies. Well, we've got another fruit connection here between grapefruit and now oranges. Mm -hmm. Uh, Plus, we've got more post-mortem activity. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, again, stabbing and strangula- strangulation, um, but no, uh, blunt force trauma. Mm-hmm. So he has grown from 
blunt force trauma to strangulation and stabbing. Right. Um, now, those are all his... Confirmed. Confirmed right. and convicted mm-hmm. uh, victims. Um, now there's a... There's numerous ones that uh, he have been attributed to him, uh, but he was actually only charged with one of these. But because of the circumstances, he wasn't convicted. Right. So we're going to run through these pretty quick. Uh, The first one was Michelle Gutierrez Mm -hmm. uh, back in October 1986. She was 26. Uh, Like many of those, she was found in a drainage ditch. Wow. The next one's going to be a Charlotte Palmer, 25-year-old female, found December 10th, 1986. Uh, she was found near um, Rome Land. Excuse me. Uh, though cause of death could not be determined, authorities believe that she was smothered. That's that's kind of a little bit different. How can you're going to come up with smothering but can't determine the cause of death? Yeah. Hmm. Linda Ann Ortega hmm. was next. That was in April of 1988. Again, her body was found nude. She was 37, um, and she was stabbed to death. Wow. And then you got uh, Martha Young. She was 27 years old. Her body was found May 2nd, 1988. Uh, She was found in Albuquerque, a few miles from uh, the Linda Ortega death. Uh, Her cause of death was determined to be a combination of strangulation and drug overdose. Um, she had been previously reported missing by her boyfriend, uh, who subsequently called her mother on April 10th, 1988, and then she officially made a report 17 days later of hmm. her missing. I wonder why she waited so long. She didn't give a shit. Yeah, that or she, it's something normal. Next, we got Diane uh, Talavera. Uh, this was in January 1989. She was 37. She was also found strangled in the Lake Elsinore area. And then comes a Julie Angel. She was 36 years old. She was found deceased on November 11th, 1989. Uh, she was found bludgeoned to death on the streets. Her mother drove every day to work. Wow. So her mother was probably driving by not knowing that her she was there. daughter was killed but here we're back to the blunt force trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wonder what circumstances happened to cause him to change what he does. Sounds like a moody bitch. Yeah, he's he's up and down. And then finally, we've got Cheryl Michelle Pacer. Um, now, this is the one where um, he was actually charged. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was 24. Uh, she was found in a flower bed behind a bowling alley. Wow. Um, she was found nude, but uh, the people that found her felt uncomfortable about it, so they covered her up. Uh, she'd been hit in the face. Um, there was no official cause of death in this case, uh, but it was thought that she'd been suffocated. Um, numerous shoe prints were found at the scene um, and, again, matched the impressions from the other cases. Now, unlike uh, any of the other cases, they actually had semen in this case. Uh, that they recovered from her body, but the problem was it revealed two different donors. And because of that, it was found uh, to be inconclusive. Um, However, the most intensive bands that they did find in the sample did match stuff. Right. Uh, But because of circumstances, it had to be tossed. Uh, So anyhow, as a result, um, at the trial, he wasn't convicted because the jury was deadlocked. And he wasn't convicted. So. Well, 
Yeah. That's so a, this guy's been involved in a lot of shit. Definitely. So he eventually he was arrested. Now let's look at all this. Suff was subsequently, excuse me, Suff subsequently raped, tortured, stabbed, strangled, and sometimes mutilated 12 or more women in Riverside County between June 28th, 1989, and December 23rd, 1991. And on January 9th, 1992, he was arrested after a routine traffic stop when a police officer found a bloody knife and objects believed to be related to the killings. Wow. Talk about lucky. (laughs) That's crazy, man. Now, he actually had a job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was a warehouse clerk for Riverside County at the time of his arrest. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So he went to trial in July of 1995, and he was found guilty of all 12 killings and the uh, attempted murder of the one other victim, the very first one. Um. But he was suspected of being responsible for as many as 22 deaths, uh, but he wasn't uh, charged with those. Um, during the penalty phase, the prosecutor presented evidence linking Seth to the 1988 murder of a San Bernardino woman, mm-hmm. um, as well as evidence that despite his prior Texas prison term for murdering his daughter, he abused and violently shook his three-month-old daughter by his second wife. So after deliberating uh, for only 10 minutes, mm. uh, the jury returned to the guilty verdict in all 12 murder counts and the one attempted murder. Right. And um, they couldn't unanimously agree to find him guilty on the 13th count of murder. Uh, so then there goes the story of uh, William Suff. He was finally uh, given a sentence uh, and condemned to death. Right. Well, um, listen, listen to this real quick. Here's something um, that I kind of find interesting. Now, he worked as a warehouse clerk in Riverside. Mm-hmm. And then during that time, um, stuff delivered office furniture to the officers on the task force investigating his killing spree. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> wow. The son of a bitch was right in front of the officers the entire time. Yeah, I can only imagine during the interview, I know you from somewhere. Where have I seen you? Oh, I was standing right next to you. You know that chair you're sitting in? I brought it to you. You're welcome. Wow. Sit your fat ass down. (laughs) Jeez. Man, that's that's some wicked stuff. So, uh, as is the interesting thing in some of these cases, a book came about. Stop. Yes. A book called The Riverside Killer uh, <laughs> came out in 1996. And then in uh, another one came out in 1997 called Cat and Mouse, Mind Games with a Serial Killer. Um, and then they did a television program on Real Detective Season 2, Episode 2. Um, this was a 40-minute program that uh, covered uh, his case. So that's interesting. This guy was a sick fuck. Yeah. And and it's you can see the progression of how he changes mm-hmm. um through his killings between how he started out and then where he ended at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I hate to use the term, but he, he grew as a killer. That's some sick shit. You know what I wish we'd have done is find out if he's still around. 
if he's one of those, you know, 50 years on death row people. Well, he's in Texas, so who the fuck knows? I don't know. Well, he appealed in 2014, but it didn't go nowhere. Yeah. So, of course, that's still nine years ago. All right. Well, he was a a different kind of fellow. A real (laughs) sick bastard. He was a heavy set. Um, Mm -hmm. He was a grandpa-looking kind of guy. Yeah. So I guess you can say you never really know who is what. No, it's, just by looking at him. No. All right. Well, we hope everybody enjoyed this week's episode dealing with William Suff, the Riverside prostitute killer. We'll be back next week with more in this series of lesser known serial killers right here on the 1086 108 podcast. <laughs>